2: and welcome to a brand new episode of Thanks for the Knowledge, Fanbyte's weekly news show rounding up the headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. Hope everyone has had... Well, it's not been a great week. I'll just come out and say that. It's not been a great week for folks in the U.S. It's not been a good week for folks that just care about other people. But I hope, I hope something has brightened your your week I hope you have a friend that makes you laugh or, uh, or a family who has spent time with you and you enjoy uh, a dog, a cat, a good book, a good video game, uh, a good TV show, something to make you feel good anyway. I digress. I do have a very good show for you today. It's a very it's an excellent show, I would even say. Uh I did a fun roundtable discussion uh with two people I enjoy talking to very, very much. One is senior managing editor Steven Strom, and the other is video game reporter over at The Verge Ash Parish. Uh we had a blast talking to each other about grilling and Halo TV show and drainus. You'll know what I mean. Uh, but first. We have to get to our top stories of the week. Raven Software, one of the major satellite studios of Activision Blizzard, known for their work on the Warzone aspect of Call of Duty, uh, voted overwhelmingly to form a union in their QA department. The QA department voted 19 to 3 to form a union after months of uh, back and forth about uh, possible unionization. Now, this is not the first uh, games studio to unionize in the United States. That uh, distinction goes to Vodio Games. We've talked about them a bit and had them on the show to talk about their unionization efforts, but it is the first union formed within a major publisher like Activision Blizzard. Uh, QA is quality assurance. They are the first and last line of defense for bugs and things like that. They're often uh, mistreated within the uh, publisher infrastructure. They're usually underpaid and overworked, and the QA department would like things in place uh, to protect their jobs, protect their salaries, and protect their sanity, frankly, as they work on uh, one of the biggest franchises in the world. Um, Activision laid off some QA staff from Raven after promising them raises just before they did so. Uh, The department went on strike. That strike has now snowballed into the vote that they had this week, uh, and that vote took place over a public Zoom meeting. The vote does not mean that they automatically have a union. They've got to be recognized by Activision Blizzard go through that process, and that's going to take some time. Um, folks at Raven, as well as Activision Blizzard, have come forward in the executive branch to say uh, that they are dismayed that 19 people are deciding such a major aspect of this company's future, but that's just kind of a union-busting, uh, shitty thing that executives do all the time. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how this affects Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, if uh, they throw some wrenches into this, if they facilitate it. Uh, Basically, anything Microsoft does in this will have a ripple effect. So it will be very, very interesting to follow this story. Uh, Raven Software, QA Department, the first major uh, publisher-connected union in uh, the U.S. in the games industry. So that is huge, huge news. Certain Affinity is a studio based in Austin, Texas. They've been around forever. They've supported Halo. They've supported Call of Duty as a studio. Um, their, Their CEO, Max Hoberman, made some headlines this week when he released a statement to his employees saying that he and the company will help people relocate from red states. Nope, not red states certain affinity based out of Austin, Texas, certainly does not fit your idea of what an independent studio is. They've worked on huge properties like Halo and Call of Duty. They have 175 employees. They're also breaking out and doing cool stuff like this. Their CEO, Max Hoberman, uh, wrote a letter to the company saying that he and the company will help people relocate uh, out of states that are currently encroaching on their personal rights. Uh, Of course, this was a direct response to the leak draft overturning Roe v. Wade that uh, happened earlier this month with the Supreme Court, But it also has to do with a lot of other things that are happening, especially in the state of Texas. In his open letter, Hoberman said, quote, it is appalling that states, including the Certain Affinity Headquarters home state of Texas, are wading into what I consider personal health and privacy matter. Recently, this encompassed gross intrusions on the rights and dignity of transgender youth, putting politics over the physical and emotional uh, health and well-being of a vulnerable population and threatening their families, friends, doctors, and other supporters. So Fuck. <laughs> For, for those who don't know, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, uh, recently asked the Department of Family and Protective Services to basically probe gender-affirming health care as child abuse. Uh, a, a district judge basically ordered an injunction on that investigation, suspending that directive until July. That case will go to court then. Uh, but obviously the abortion ban uh, looming in case the Roe v. Wade stuff is actually overturned in Texas presumably makes it much harder to have an abortion in Texas. These are things that Hoberman does not want to uh, entertain, at least within uh, states that are doing this. He wants to help people keep working for a certain affinity, but relocate them elsewhere. Uh, a very, very cool thing. He said that the response was very positive. Only a few people in the company, about a dozen, uh, responded saying that they should stay out of politics when, of course, the state is not staying out of their personal lives. So it's kind of a funny thing to ask. Uh, but it is a, a major department departure um, from other, uh, uh, other responses to this, like Sony president Jim Ryan, who released a large email that we've talked about uh, that not only talked about his cats and other things, but basically said that uh, people at Sony and PlayStation should just kind of respect each other's beliefs and not really get into this whole abortion mess. Of course, that's not true. Uh, we should be protecting the autonomy of everybody. Uh, so way to go, uh, Max Hoberman. That's a pretty cool thing. Hey, the uh, the folks at Maxis did something pretty darn cool this week. They released a new update to The Sims 4, allowing you to choose your pronouns for your sim. Uh, When players create or edit a sim now and create a sim mode, there's a bar at the top left that reads, Hello, my name is, and you'll name the sim. That option now includes a button that asks for pronouns. The initial options are they, them, she, her, and he, him. A further menu for a custom option to ask players to type in their pronouns for different categories labeled subjective, objective, possessive, dependent, possessive, independent, and reflexive. There are example sentences under each of those categories help people figure out what they want to use. It's fairly robust and already a mod is out uh, that uh, will allow those pronouns to show up in conversations uh, more readily. So you can go out and check that out now. At least Favis has a piece about that mod up on fanbyte.com. So very cool. Uh, It's probably a long time coming, but it's good that it is finally available for folks in The Sims 4. It's one of the most popular games in the world. So good, good, good progress there. Hey, uh, do you remember Metal Gear Rising Revengeance? It's nearly 10 years old, but it's one of Platinum Games' best games taking place in the Metal Gear Solid universe. It's a high-octane, action-packed adventure. We, we streamed it, actually, not that long ago over at twitch.tv slash fanbite. Uh, why am I bringing this up? Well, concurrent players are up 1,000% since April, mostly due to a lot of memes uh, surrounding the game, including the game's in-game rival Jet Scream Sam, including some misinformation about the Ukrainian War it's really bizarre. Uh there are details about this that you should definitely read over at fanby.com Imran Khan has posted this but this is a, a a very very funny thing. It was experiencing about 800 or so players concurrently over the course of 2021 and now it is much 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 higher uh, up up to 1000% higher in fact which is very very funny. Uh speaking of things that are uh, getting popular because of how the internet just is morbius one of the worst movies of 2022 is uh, is is getting a major, major, major resurgence online. People on Twitch tried to stream it 24 hours a day. They only recently went down uh, with those, uh, finally, after a, a while of being up, which is very, very funny. Um, and it's the summer of Morbius, baby. Uh, DMCA uh, eventually came for Morbius 247, which is the name of the account playing the movie. Uh, and Sony, of course, uh, came. With the DMCA, uh, but uh, yeah, that's not before a lot of people got to watch Morbius on uh, online for free. It's Morbin time, everybody. Uh, that that movie, by the way, is available for online purchase now. In case you missed it and want to see Jared Leto um, turn into an ugly vampire, or if you want to see Matt Smith dance around. Um, really, really awkwardly. Uh, I haven't watched this movie yet. I probably plan to with uh, LB and Nikki um, at some point soon. But uh, yeah, it's very funny. Summer Morbius, baby. Um, also, in movie news, uh, Sony is uh, has announced that a lot of different projects within their studio system are up for different multimedia projects, including a Horizon uh, uh, a show on Netflix, a God of War show on Amazon, a Twisted Metal show on Peacock. Of course, we know about The Last of Us show coming to HBO. There's a Ghost of Tsushima film underway. And of course, we know about the Uncharted film that made $400 million at the worldwide box office so far. So Sony's probably hoping for Something similar with all these. Maybe the weirdest one is Neil Balancomp might direct a Gran Turismo movie. Now, I when I hear Gran Turismo and media franchise, I expect it to be some sort of, I don't know, nonfiction documentary style thing about racing and comparing racing to the the, the thing that you play in video games and yada yada yada. But no, apparently it's gonna be a big fiction movie. So I don't know. Maybe think of days of thunder or Ford versus Ferrari or something. Um, I don't know. We have no idea yet, but we also know Neil Blancomp might make it, which is very, very interesting. So we will keep our eyes on this one for sure. Uh, remember Temtem? Tim, it's a Pokemon like MMO. Uh, we covered it a bit uh, about a year and a half ago and we thought it was interesting. We haven't really touched it uh, a lot since then, but it's out on PS five and PC. Uh, that game is leaving early access in September officially, and it's coming to Xbox series X and S and Nintendo switch. Uh, so if you want to check that out, uh, There's a trailer with the release date over on fanbite.com. Our intern, Charles Hart, hit that piece for us. Thank you, Charles. Uh, And yeah, if you're into 2v2 Pokemon-like battles, uh, Tim Tim might be worth checking out, especially when it comes out of early access on September 6th. We're roughly a month removed from PAX East, where Don Wood, a PAX enforcer, passed away from COVID 19 complications while working the show. Uh, we expected to some extent uh, there would be new safety protocols uh, enforced for PAX West and PAX Unplugged and all of the rest of Reed Pop and Penny Arcades events going forward, but updated safety protocols do not include. Updated measures like on-site testing or even requiring people to present a recent negative test before entering the venue. Uh, As part of an announcement about the safety protocols, Penny Arcade co-founder Jerry Holkins said, quote, we implore all attendees of PAX West and PAX Unplugged to follow all health and safety requirements at the shows. We'd also ask everyone to take necessary precautions when outside the event, mask up indoor settings, get tested alongside any travel or lodging partners, greet friends with elbow bumps or a wave, and please consult your doctor if you are at increased risk for illness and or experience any symptoms in quote uh, Pax West will take place in Seattle from September 2nd to September 5th. Pax Unplugged will be held 3 months later on December 2nd to December 4th in Pennsylvania. Um we did not hear back from Pax when we uh, asked for the clarification of these safety protocols and if they would update them before these events. Uh yeah, we still haven't heard back from them uh, even days later. So, uh they don't seem interested in giving us any information we're probably the last ones they would tell at this point but yeah no 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 major changes uh, have been announced so far uh, finally, uh, we have the Capcom Fighting Collection. We've known about that for a little while. It involved a Stalkers games. Ooh, yeah. And, you know, Puzzle Fighter, Turbo, really exciting little package. Uh, but people got really excited about the idea that maybe Darkstalkers and other uh, uh, games within this collection might get a uh, a new version. Might get a, an update or a brand new game or just a total resurrection of these long dead series. Unfortunately, Capcom producer Shuhei Matsumoto told Game Informer, quote, I genuinely want these titles to be played again on current-gen consoles. I also want people who may have seen them but never had the chance to play them to get this opportunity. That said, we do not think that this will necessarily increase the possibility of these series being revived, In quote. Womp. Womp. Um, now th- they want these things to be preserved. Uh, Matsumoto went on to say that they believe in preservation and making sure these games can be played, uh, in future generations, but it would have been nice to, uh, to get a new dark soccer announced. I mean, that's a lot to ask, but come on, help, help a guy out. And I, uh, I, I have very little to say about the shooting in Uvalde this past week. Um, I am from Texas. Native Texan. Uh, I've seen things like this play out before in the state of Texas. Um, and our leaders never ever do anything meaningful to stop gun violence because they are American exceptionalists who believe that any sort of encroachment on your Second Amendment rights is the worst possible thing that can happen to you. Um, Texas is a frustrating place, but I do love it and I do know it can be better. But this is just isn't just about Texas. This is about federal gun laws. Federal gun laws have to be changed, addressed, and made much stricter to prevent things like this from happening. Um, Obviously, the cops did fucking nothing to stop this tragedy from happening. Uh, More and more reports are coming out about how badly this was bungled by the police in Uvalde, but that's not new. That's not new at all. If you look at how things have uh, happened at mass shootings across the past few years, this is roughly what the response from police has been. Uh, They let things happen as long as possible possible. Then they engage with the uh, assailant and um, everyone gets a pat on the back and we go back to not doing anything about guns. Um, I think what Beto O'Rourke did this week was cool. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but uh, I thought it was neat that he interrupted the press conference that Greg Abbott and his goons had uh, after the shooting. Um, I think it is good that people are starting to confront these politicians with why this only happens in America and nowhere else. It's not because of violent video games or critical race theory or whatever crackpot bullshit these right wingers will say it is. Uh, It's access to guns, plain and simple. It's the only thing that sets us apart from the rest of the world. Um, and uh, I hope that more action toward these politicians will uh, get them to actually finally fucking do something. Just wanted to say that. Um, we're going to take a break. you are going to hear from me about another show in the network. And then uh, we're going to have a cool roundtable with Ash Parish and Stephen Strom. So we'll see you in a few minutes. Hey, folks, just interrupting the show real quick to ask you, dear listener, if you have listened to You Love to See It, it's FanBite's weekly movie review podcast with Fernanda Praches and Danielle Riando. Every single week, they take a movie and decide whether it belongs on the shelves of their magical, majestic video store of their dreams, or if it should be slam dunked unceremoniously around back in the dumpster next to the Arby's. <laughs> This week, they had a guest on. They had Imran Khan, our excellent news editor here at Fanbyte, to discuss everything, everywhere, all at once. It is one of 2022's most talked about and well-reviewed movies. They had an amazing conversation about it. Please listen to it. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You love to see it comes out every single Monday. And uh, yeah, check out that show and all of our podcasts at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. We're kind of in the weirdness of quarter two, where there are big releases to be sure. Diablo Immortal comes out this week, Uh, but it's also a really good opportunity to dig into backlogs, check out live service games, dabble in things that are not video games. I want to talk to two very, very cool people that I like a lot in the industry. One is, of course, senior managing editor for Fanbyte.com, Stephen Strong. Hello,
0: I'm back again. John tried to keep me off and he couldn't.
2: That's not true. I, th- I think this, this is your third or fourth appearance on this show. I
0: John believe. has been trying to silence me this whole time. <laughs> Don't believe Ondoor's
2: lies. Don't believe Ondoor's lies. And and I'm super super excited uh, to have a very special guest today. She's video game reporter at The Verge, and I'm going to check my notes here. It also says Grill Master. Ash Parish.
1: (laughs) Well, in keeping in that vein, um, my name is actually not Ash Parish. I'm Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg of Damascus. (laughs) Wow.
2: uh, Okay, this is amazing. Uh, Three other people have said they're Captain Bosch in the fast five minutes to me.
0: But I guess I'll believe you. I think we could all agree on one thing, which is that Bosch lives.
1: (laughs) Bosch does live.
2: Bosh lives. Um, Ash, I I actually honestly wanted to start there because you posted some uh, pics on Twitter of your grill setup and I (laughs) wanted to know what your grill setup was very badly, but wanted to save it for this conversation.
1: Okay, so we don't grill in this house like okay so we just bought a house
2: so we okay. have never
1: had a grill before right um my partner is primarily he grills on propane when like we go to his grandparents house or
2: propane whatever. okay yeah
1: so i inherited this grill from my father it's mm-hmm. i thought it was a piece of shit like it didn't work at all like we were trying to figure it out like the coals are too far away from the grill like our meat would like not heat up or whatever and we mm-hmm. finally figured it out so it's like this old like kingsford charcoal thing it's got like adjustable grates where that's where the charcoal is supposed to go because right. it has this tray underneath that you can pull in and out and I thought that's where the charcoal was supposed to sit so I would heap charcoal on it and then like the grates were like maybe a foot and a half above it and it just would not get <laughs> hot
2: at all like I'm
1: completely clueless because I've lived in apartments like for the last like I don't know yeah. ever so totally. I had no idea what I was doing but like I'm determined to make this work I want to grow I have a house I have a backyard I want to make this work so I finally got it to work and I you know my first like actual successful grilling excursion. I grilled some some chicken thighs. It was great. Not as great as it like I remember from like when my uncle, like my black uncle, would go out with the socks and the sandals and the shirt on <laughs> with like his big belly. Like it wasn't that good. Like it wasn't yeah. like Frankie Beverly and Maze is playing on the speaker good. But it was like <laughs> I'm I'm working. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So it's a process. Yeah.
2: It is a process. I think it's like, it's a really tough thing. I don't think grilling is that easy. I think people make it look easy. Yeah, they but do. I, I had the same experience. Like I moved into a house late 2020. I've never owned a house before. And, um, I, like my wife and I last summer, I was like, I, I want to get a grill real bad. My, my wife was like, just get like the most simple thing that you can get like just charcoal in a thing, whatever. And I was like, right, 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 right. right. Gotcha. 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 I of course did not do that. I spent too much money on like (laughs) a, a Traeger smoker grill kind of thing. Um, I don't know how to use it. I'm terrible at using it. Everything I've made on it doesn't taste like it's been grilled and it's one of the, the biggest shames of my life. So I'm trying to get better at it, but I, you have encouraged me to get back out on that horse and try again.
1: We, um, uh, bef- we, we had two unsuccessful tries yeah. before we finally figured it out. So we had to, like, we were trying, we fired up like the first time we couldn't even get the charcoals to light. Like we were like, <laughs> what? how does this work? <laughs> and, and so we had to like finish our food, like inside the house, like on a, the stove. So like, it's a process, but yeah. you just got to keep doing it. So, I know. Uh-huh. You, you know, just, just keep at it.
2: Steven, when are you getting a grill? Because you got the house. When yeah, when's the grill coming? Yeah.
0: Um I don't know. I have not <laughs> I've not given a ton of thought to grilling. I do have a fire pit at this place oh, in the back that I've been fun. that I keep thinking about doing something with and maybe like, you know, maybe I could uh grab just like a really big stick and like just sort of spit a hole. Tur- like turkey uh, on just it or just kind of just shove a
2: turkey onto yeah, it sure just kind
0: of like you know kind of like do it like that i'm like, sure I'll you know turkey t-
2: Turkey's is notoriously easy to cook <laughs> evenly <laughs> um so yeah like i think you could just stick it on a stick and put it over the fire and you'll be good i will say the
0: idea of so i i don't know hmm, i love the idea of grilling and also like definitely gr- i mean i grew up in the midwest so fucking of yeah. course that my dad grilled mm-hmm. but um I don't know like I uh, it scares me the power it's it's too it much is, for my hands.
2: It is scary I think I think it's a little scary yeah but it makes you feel alive right it's closer to like mm. you know it's closer to like our ancestors I feel yeah. like you
0: know what else you know. does that though John
2: what what, what the microwave <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna say starting a huge fire in your backyard ah, yeah
2: that's also something our ancestors ah, did yeah I will,
0: I will say like This has got me thinking now because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm probably too inept to, to learn how to grill, but I could start a fire. (laughs) And (laughs) with that, you know, what I could get is, you know what I really miss? And especially now that we're kind of like entering into summer is uh, s'mores. So I haven't had like a Mm. s'more, like a real s'more Mm -hmm. in, I don't even know how long, not since I probably went camping last. So like on July 4th, 2013 or
2: something. Uh Yeah. A a real IRL s'more with the charred marshmallow is very Mm -hmm. good. Yeah,
0: is that does that count as grilling? No, Uh, no, no.
2: It does not.
1: Okay, well,
2: but it's still very good, and I think you should do it. Um, That's one thing you could put on a stick and put over that fire pit. That would probably be fine.
0: That would probably be fine. Yeah, that would probably. I'd have to go get wood. That kind of brings back memories. I, you know, also living, growing up on and around farms. As a kid, uh, going out into the woods and then chopping firewood, chopping our own firewood, so we didn't have to buy firewood <clears throat> right. for my dad to use at our wood-burning stove at the house we grew up in. Um, I don't want to do that. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to. Mm. I don't want to mm. store mm. and chop or and or. Think about wood So maybe that maybe this whole thing Maybe I do get into grilling maybe I'm that's taking, how I <laughs> deflect
2: I'm taking notes Stephen never Wants to think about wood okay cool, cool 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 yeah. cool 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 I mean I get it about I get it when My parents would have big piles of firewood In their backyard it stressed me out I don't know yeah. why but it did Um it, There's there's like
0: wood But wood bugs right bugs that love
2: Wood <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean spiders um, Spiders like chilling in the wood piles yeah, they do. Yeah.
1: I feel bad because we, we don't have a wood pile, but we have wood that we're trying to get rid of from our backyard. And yeah. oh. we'll toss some in our fire pit and then, you know, we'll light it and then you'll see like bugs, like yeah. for their lives.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, tragic. Oh, wait. All right. Well, we talked this, about- enough. All this
1: talk about, yeah, about wood wait. and fire is very video games.
2: It's very video think, games. It's listen, true. we survival it,
1: it, games are coming out all the time.
2: New survival <laughs> games are coming out all the time. Um, Ash, I'll start with you. I, this is a, a time where I, I really enjoy this time actually, because we're kind of past the point where a million big triple A games are the only thing in the conversation. And now I think there's time to talk about other stuff. Um, I, what are you playing right now? What are you excited about in, in video games?
1: What am I excited about? Uh,
2: yeah, that's a big question. I know. <laughs> uh, I know. Like, maybe that's not. Even, I, OK, listen, all three of us, I'll just say, I don't know if any of us are excited about anything right now. But uh, uh, yes, there, yeah. there
1: you go. You got it. But um, yeah. excitement is maybe too strong a word. I will sure. tell you the things that I am enjoying. Um, hmm. do, do you guys remember the Nintendo Indie Showcase a couple weeks ago? I do. Yeah, there was a game on that Alec head. That I saw that I was like, I must play this. It looks fantastic. I needed a puzzle platformer because I just wanted that part of my brain to be scratched because I hadn't been in a while. And I didn't know that that was that game was already out. It was on Steam. So I had a Steam Deck and I decided to play it on my steam deck and it's a phenomenal little platformer you play as this little mechanized robot who has electricity stored in him and you have to restore electricity to this like city and you do that by like um, completing currents and things like that and you use that to like avoid traps and platform it's a lot of fun um if you can check it out it's like 10 bucks on steam like right now i think steam is doing this um It's like a cerebral puzzle showcase, like where they they have like this block of games that are all like puzzler puzzle kinds of games. Check it out there. It's a lot of fun. And saying that actually reminded me of a game that I am excited for that hasn't come out yet. Escape Academy, which is this game from um, I forget. I think it's called Coin Crew Games. It's their first games. It was designed by people who make like. IRL escape rooms so it's a it's an escape room experience in video game form I got hands on with it uh, a couple weeks ago I'm really excited for it it's a lot of fun it feels it feels correct like it's it feels like uh, a good like well designed puzzle game that's not too easy and not too hard and it gives you this feeling of when you complete a puzzle without help like yes i'm a fucking god i'm sorry, <laughs> can we <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 like Yeah uh,
1: like you feel like a god and yeah it's a really good feeling so that's a game that i will say that i am excited for
2: I'm uh, watching a trailer for that now and of of every kind of escape room uh, adjacent video game I've seen that I've just totally totally missed. Uh, this like actually looks like the real deal like you said that's cool. It very is the cool. real deal.
1: It, it is just an, like I, I remember writing about it and um, this is like a game that you will need like pen and paper to complete. Oh cool. And I have like ADHD brain and so I can I was going through the puzzles and I'm ta- I, can, I found myself like muttering to myself like talking myself through okay I need to do this 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 and this and you know with ADHD adhd brain you like checking things off lists and i could mm-hmm. like feel myself like verbally checking off this list as i'm as i'm trying to solve this puzzle and it was so satisfying so i really like i appreciated that like kind of almost physical component of playing that game yeah and of course any game is fun where you have to like bust out pen and paper to figure out what the hell's going on that no, like if you take the the time and energy to do that you know you're having fun
2: yeah totally um I'll go back to a likehead head for a second. Uh, first of all, this game looks adorable. Um, it's really cute. I, it's, it's really cute. Uh, your, your little guy looks so much like a little Mega Man enemy to me. Um, he looks like Gur really from,
1: uh, yeah. Invader Zim to me. Oh, oh yeah.
2: God. Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> um, we just
1: unlocked some, uh, memories there, right?
2: With yeah, very much so. um, And it's, yeah, I really like, yeah, this looks like a really cool puzzle platform, which is out now. And yes, Escape Academy comes out on June 28th. So that'll be in a few weeks. But that looks really cool. Um, Steven, do you like Escape Rooms? Have you ever done one?
0: Oh, yeah. I love Escape Rooms. And I love, like, Escape-ish games. I love the Zero Escape franchise. I love the room games. I love, like fiddly games where it's just like put me in a like situation uh and the solution is to just like keep clicking on things and see what moves and what doesn't and if it feels tactile i think like somebody asked actually coincidentally enough asked like a very similar question in our work slack recently like i don't know if there are any escape room perverts in the room i think is the the, the question (laughs) was Uh and i was like i am but i think that also makes me Ver- like I my standards are too high sometimes because a lot of people uh. try to do this sort of thing sometimes and it's never clicky or it's, it's very rarely clicky enough and like, you know, has a yeah. really good satisfying feeling of like, OK, I'm dragging this object to this other object. I'm opening
2: this and mm. like
0: oh, I, I clicked this thing and this lock opens and it flips up and there's books inside and the books have a code, all that kind of stuff. It-
2: it seemed they all seem to miss kind of the tactile nature of escape rooms and a lot of them do th- this game looks like it hits that completely which is very cool yeah um, i've added it to my wish list already <laughs> yeah i i have also done this um steven i, I know you've been playing a game
1: that's just like that that you would like it's oh, called yeah house of, da- house of da vinci it's exactly like what you, I, I saw, weirdly enough, I saw Lyric, the Twitch streamer Lyric playing this game like forever oh. ago. And it's exactly like you say, it's like fiddly where you have to like tactile, like push and examine stuff in rooms to like open the puzzle box or solve the puzzle or progress. It is exactly like it. And it looks really fun. I didn't play it. I just watched the streamer play it. But I think that's something that you would like. I have also I'm looking
0: at screenshots of this on Steam
1: right now. This looks
0: one thousand percent exactly what I want, which is like somebody else making the room games. Uh, I don't know if any, you all are familiar with the yes, Uh um, not the movie. But yeah, this looks like one of those. But just, you know, more of it. I'm I'm so down for that. There's House of Da
2: Vinci too. 2 is also out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I've added very, them both.
2: very cool. Um, Steven, I know you've been playing the No Man's Sky expedition that just started, and yeah. when, when they released a trailer for this, I I, I tend to think that they're, those trailers are pretty clear as to what they're adding to the game or, or the... Kind of expedition you're going to go on? Um, I was very unclear after watching the trailer that they released. um What the fuck you do in the new No Man's Sky expedition? Because um, it seems very involved from your Slack conversations about yeah. it. So sell
1: me on this because I, I I don't play No Man's Sky, but every so often, hmm. whenever they do one of these updates, it's like this looks cool. I should play. Right? This. And this one was like, oh. Okay, I might need to get into this. So, like I want somebody who played the game to like sell me on this a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this so the, this is the seventh of a thing that they do called expeditions, which are time-limited events mm-hmm. that you have 6 weeks to complete them and basically it Gives you a completely, you have to start a, a brand new fresh save, but all the rewards, like all the cosmetic and like unique rewards that you get from the expedition are just unlocked on every save that you have going forward. So you can just bring them into your normal save if you have one, or you can start with that stuff if you start a new save, that sort of thing. And um, each of the different expeditions usually has a theme, but the kind of core idea is you're going to start a brand new save. that's going to have a completely unique story that is going to take you through unique destinations and locales and have a unique progression in terms of like you know the usual no man's sky experience at least for me for a long time was like wow i really like no man's sky i should start a new save and then six months later i'm like i don't remember what any of this stuff does they've (laughs) changed most of it because there's been six updates in the meantime so i guess i'll just start a brand new save which means oftentimes you are going through the steps of like Here's how your multi-tool works. Here's how to mine rocks. Here's how to repair your starship. And you go through that over and over and over again. The expeditions always kind of cut that cruft out by, like, making kind of a more streamlined early game that then just, like, finds different unique ways to... I keep saying unique, uh, but it's true. And, (laughs) like, they find these different ways to uh, introduce you to a bunch of different mechanics. And this one, Leviathan, is probably the most, like, it's definitely the most challenging and like difficult one that they've done thus far um, for a couple of reasons, well, one of which is because it kind of uses every part of No Man's Sky that has been added to the game in the last like six months. It's actually a really good introduction to what you might have missed um, in the, not even six months, probably like two years now at this point in terms of like new stuff they've been adding. Like You can become the mayor of an alien town and run it like Animal Crossing. You can... Um, You know, pilot a mech and you can hop out of that mech and give it a robot brain. So it follows you around and fights for you like Titanfall. You can start a pirate squad and go fly around and do all that stuff. A bunch of that stuff shows up in this expedition. But the really big wild thing about this one is that uh, it's the first one of these ones they've done that is instantly tuned to the hardest difficulty setting. Like it (laughs) it starts you on survival. Uh which is hard. Normally No Man's Sky is not hard. Survival difficulty is hard. Survival, it's like if you jump too high sometimes, you'll just die from fall damage. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh wow. it's it's actually in I've, my guide. I've, I've never cranked it up that hard that high. So uh yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Uh it's it's really easy, especially early on when when you don't have a lot like any health upgrades. It's right very easy yeah, to yeah just like, oh I turned on my jetpacks for too long and oops, I'm out of fuel. Oh, <laughs> dead. <laughs> okay. Um but the one thing about this expedition is that it's a roguelike mode now. So if you die, you restart all the way back at the beginning of the expedition. Completely. So, it's returnal. It's pretty returnal like, but without any of the you know, in returnal, you're you're constantly unlocking new moves and skills that you're gonna be able to bring forward into the next thing. None of that here. <laughs> it's just oh, if you die, you restart. Um, there's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of stuff that, uh, carries over. There's, uh, there are these characters in No Man's Sky, uh, Nada and Polo who live in this sort of like displaced time and space anomaly, um, that is just literally called the space anomaly, um, that you can summon to your location at any time. And they, because they live outside of time, they know that you are stuck in a time loop. Um, so... When you die, the one thing that does carry over is so the expeditions are all about like following through a like big, long list of um, milestones, like different objectives where it'll be like, go find five storm crystals. And then that is meant to kind of teach you, okay, like what does finding a storm crystal mean? Where do, where do I have to go? What do I have to do here? What is, what is this? And then like the next one will be find, you know, establish a base on an infested world, which teaches you about base building and teaches you about infested worlds and all that stuff. Um, m- when you die in this current rogue mode, roguelike mode, <laughs> All that, all those milestones go away too. So you have to recomplete every single objective in the game. Um, and I'm sorry, uh, Ramba has jumped behind my computer and is trying to eat my com- cords again. Because <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
2: Ramba
0: can't <laughs>
2: eat those, bud.
0: Oh, I've told him. If you <laughs> want to have that conversation with him, John, I'll uh, feel free. Ramba, I'm, I'm you can't done. eat the
2: cords, bud. They're not um, good for you. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so you know, normally those uh, those milestones, if you get those milestones, those are permanently unlocked. Now you have to redo every single step of the way, every single part of that, except for any of the milestones that involve the people wow. on the Space Anomaly. Um, so when you do die for the first time, if you've made that progress with those guys, you can just instantly collect the rewards from those things when you first start, which in this case includes like, they've added like loot boxes that basically go into your inventory and it'll be mm. like, okay, may, this might include a gun for you that will make combat encounters easier. And it's like, okay, well, I know combat encounters are easier, so if I can go over here and do this like really hard derelict, which will give me a ton of money, which I can use to kind of buy my way through a lot of these situations.
2: So has that sold you on this, uh, Ash? Um,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is weird because it is the most... Expeditions are usually an incredible way to get back into No Man's Sky. This uh-huh. one is, the, is so punishing. and so difficult. Who, um, who, is,
2: who is it for? Is it just for people that want to experience this game, but in a very different way? Do you think?
0: I think that's probably a good part of it. Um, yeah. Because, again, at this point, this is the seventh one of these expeditions that they've right. done. and they, they know that people are constantly restarting new saves and mm. playing it basically the way I do. So they built like expeditions around that concept. That's interesting. Um, But uh, the other thing to this, too, that this may be worth mentioning is that like the rewards for the expeditions are always like really wild, interesting, unique things. Um, The second expedition they did, you unlocked the Normandy from Mass Effect as one of your frigates. Yeah. Uh, in this one, that's also a frigate reward. Uh, and sometimes it's it's not always like uh, stuff for your fleet. Sometimes it's like a big giant like robot dog companion that you can roll around with. Sometimes it's and it, it, there's a bunch, but there's always a big one at the end. Um, and sometimes it's like a, a little flying uh, drone guy who who uh, becomes your friend. Sometimes it's like you you get like a bunch of capes now because they added capes to the game. At the end of this one, because it is Leviathan uh, you get a space whale as like a member of your fleet and a member of your crew that like flies around with your freighter fleet with you the whole time. That's cool. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You got six weeks to get it. Is the I want one
2: of those. Yeah. Wow. I do constantly restart saves. I mean, I guess Mm -hmm. they, I mean, they have that data. They know that, um, that is, that's how I play the game. Uh, Yeah. Ash, if you've never played it or, or like gotten into it, um, I think all the stuff that they keep adding is really cool and is a good reason to start a new save. I, I definitely don't know if this expedition's a, a way in though. Like right. it seems, it seems weird.
1: Can I go back and get the Normandy or is that like closed? They brought it. So it was
0: closed for a little while and then they brought it back uh, late last year. Uh, they were like, we we're bringing back all the previous expeditions we've already mm. done for, for two weeks. Um Yeah. And then now it's gone again. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring them all back again.
1: Interesting. Because, um, uh, yeah. So my question is, between these expeditions, like, what do people do in No Man's Sky? Um, like, it's a, hmm? Is it Minecraft or, like, what is it? Like, what do you do when there's no big shiny <sighs> thing? Because I have this problem with uh, Final Fantasy 14. Like, if yeah. Yeah. I run out of story, like... Uh, I haven't really embedded into the whole glamor is the end game stuff yet, or um, I am not, I want to raid because I want to experience those stories, but I don't want to do the work required to gear up to be that level. And then I don't want to like, you know, dance, dance revolution my way through like colored boxes and stuff. So I don't like, you know, die in one hit. I don't want to do that either. So I kind of like, okay, got to wait for the new patch. For the new story stuff. So, like, I wonder what people do in No Man's Sky while you wait for the new shiny stuff, like what I'm doing right now, waiting for the new shiny stuff in Final Fantasy 14.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're me, nothing. I just <laughs> stop playing, um, which is, I mean, valid. One of the. Yeah, right. Like, and it, it especially is with No Man's Sky because No Man's Sky to this day, they have not added microtransactions or paid DLC or anything. It's you're not paying a sur- like a subscription. All these new yeah. updates, all those new expeditions, all that new stuff is just like, they just keep adding it to the game. And if you just own the game, it's just there and always has been. So I don't for I never feel like the pressure that I sometimes feel with something like Final Fantasy 14 to be like, well, I have to be playing because I'm paying for this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm paying $15 a month for this. Whereas I can just, drop out of no man's sky and i'm just like done there is you can build bases and like i said they just uh two up, two major updates ago added the like uh settlements so you can go and like build towns full of people that have unique side quests and stories and stuff like that that will um you know befriend you and have personalities and their own little quests and stuff uh there's a lot of stuff like that and people do get way into like base building and whatnot but that's just never been my kind of thing i basically just lately play the expeditions but the expeditions are also like they've come out and i think and said like oh we didn't expect expeditions to be like as popular as they are like they're they're some of our most popular thing we've we've made to date so like the cadence between expeditions is becoming very rapid like this new yeah. one just came out 2 days after the last one ended
2: ah I'm okay
0: so oftentimes there's just not downtime like that, um, or they're getting to that point where there's just not a ton of downtime. Or when they're not doing new expeditions, they were running the old expeditions.
2: OK. Now, in the Normandy, can you actually walk around and, like, see shit inside the Normandy?
0: No, it's a con- oh, point of contention. boo! People were very upset about that because there's basically... You're, there, there's three types of ship that you can own in No Man's Sky. Um, generally, yeah. like two classes or three classes, which are like your your starship, which is just what you fly around in. Yeah. There's your freighter, which is like a big giant capital ship that you can land on and go inside and there's characters inside and you can actually like customize it. And b- there's a whole base built like interior base building elements mm-hmm. to it. Uh, you're like carving out walls and like putting rooms in. And then there are frigates, which are just like. They, when you summon your freighter into a star system, you can see your freighter, your frigates flying around, and they're they're like there, but it's like base it. As in terms of like how much you can interact with it directly, it's almost totally cosmetic. They Mm. do have stats and you send them on missions like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood style. Mm. Um, So you could send the Normandy to go gather resources for you or or go trade with other aliens. And then it will send back after action reports and be like, we encountered space pirates over here, but we fought them with this.
2: Hmm. Okay. Very cool. Well, I mean, if I can't go on the Normandy and drink with Dr. Chakwas in the back, I don't know if I care, you know.
1: Uh, I see you are a person of taste.
2: Thank you. <laughs> like, thank of, you, all thank the, you. of
1: all the people to choose, like Dr. Chakwas, is like one of the classiest choices you can take.
2: Well, it's like she she seems like the, the biggest fixture of the ship. Do you know what I mean? It's like everyone else leaves the ship or I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> except... Except for uh, except for Kelly, my uh, receptionist, who is who is just constantly telling me you have a you have an email. I know I can I can check it. Um, but Doctor Chakwas is like the fixture of the ship, so yeah, that's that's who I gravitate toward. Um,
0: I, can I just say, John, that is the yeah. most John like answer. Like Doctor Chakwas uh, being the character you want to hang out with uh, in Mass Effect is just like. <laughs> Why the iconic the- ideal of a John Warren answer to that?
2: Okay, now I need to unpack that. Though why <laughs> why why is why is Dr. Chakwas quintessentially me?
1: Do you think- have a mommy complex? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, you know, Brandy. I like Brandy. She mm-hmm. likes Brandy. Sure, you know.
0: She's also. She's just like very low-key and blunt uh-huh. but not mean she's just like oh, immediately okay. familiar and mm. that feels like very much like a thing that you appreciate
2: in a person and a, and a mommy so okay yep it's all right ash just caught me dead to fucking rights on my own show it's fine um <laughs> uh but yeah no it's dr tarquist she's she's the she's the og love her um uh, Ash, what was what when was what when was the first moment you were aware of Drainus?
1: Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, there is a video game right now, Ash called uh-huh. dr- called Drainus. Spell it. D R A I N U S.
0: Like drain and anus. Okay. Like
2: drain and anus. Now, if I told you it's one of the best games I've played in the past, I don't know, few months, how would you feel about that?
1: I would feel that you... Still
2: need to elaborate on this <laughs> <laughs> uh, So Stephen and I have both been playing this, and you pointed it out to me, Stephen. Um, it's a shoot 'em up. It's a side-scrolling shoot 'em up, like an old school game. But it comes with this like shielding mechanic, so you can get you can kind of uh, with old school shoot 'em ups, you just have to avoid shit constantly. Which I think like your mileage may vary about like how, how much you could put up with that kind of mechanic, because I'm not very good at those games, but Drainus, <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm going to say it a few more times. um, <laughs> You can like shield from (laughs) you can shield from these attacks and absorb them and shoot them back at your enemies. And you can build up a a stable of power ups that are very powerful and uniquely uniquely tailored to you, which I think is very, very fun. But the game is also called Drainus.
1: Mm -hmm. It certainly is called that yeah I'm, I'm i'm looking it up now it look it's looks very like ikaruga or toho e uh-huh which yeah. is which is fine the, I, so I dig those
0: this is the team that made toho luna knights apparently
1: oh, okay. yes
2: they, they're I, which the, i did not team, know because team i don't know that ladybug is. yeah, yeah. Um, i think this is
1: one of those games where i see what the name is and i know like phonetically that this is what it's supposed to sound like but hearing it with my ear holes <laughs> makes it sound right? worse.
2: <laughs> like, what did you um, think this
1: was? I'm like, I know, but uh still okay. It's horrible. No, it's fine.
2: But I've been I've been playing this one uh quite a bit and I I like it a lot. I just I hate the fucking name. I hate it. Yeah. It's a bad name. Um, it's it's, it's, it's relevant. Really does really it have any like
1: relevance? Like does drainus come up? Do we know what drainus is? It's it's the name of your ship.
2: It's the name of oh. the ship. Yeah.
1: Oh uh, I yeah. my
2: guess too
0: is that it's a play on Darius, like the classic uh arcade shoot 'em up Darius, which is also a side scrolling shooter like this game that they're kind of evoking here. Uh-huh. And they why they decided to go with Drainus. Uh, like there are so many ways that you can pay homage to Darius <laughs> if you want to do that. I don't uh-huh.
2: know. <laughs> I, I'll read just do an anagram. I'll read the very brief bio on Steam. <clears throat> This is a side-scrolling shooting game in which you take control of the Drainus, the Carlisle's Empire's most cutting-edge fighter with the ability to absorb energy bullets and take down the enemy ships zipping through space. Yeah. So you gotta take control of the Drainus.
0: It's like, I mean, it's cool because it's got like a Sekiro parry, which is just
2: like... It is very mm, cool. Like, this game rules. Like... It's a great game. I just I wish to. Well, I don't know. Is it is it bad? It is a bad name. We can we would, can say this for sure. Would we be talking about it as much? Would but we would have we taken be ta- note of it? Right. Would I would 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 eight of us in Slack be writing Drainus at each other every day?
0: <laughs> which we have been doing.
2: Which, which, which we've been doing for like three days straight.
0: <laughs> just
2: saying Drainus and- to each other um no we wouldn't
0: no no so, we absolutely wouldn't be doing that no.
2: so as much as i hate this name i think it might be a brilliant marketing strategy
0: hey this is also the team that made another game that apparently people really love i mean people love doho luna nights i yeah. and I, I don't know what that is but people tell me it's good um what the other game that they made last year, which was another game that completely flew under my radar, but everybody else also insists to me is good, has the name Record of Lodos War, Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. Right. Hyphen Hyphen.
2: Uh-huh. Deed Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. Yeah. Which is yeah, apparently supposed
1: to
0: be, like, one of the best new Metroidvania-type games made in, like, uh-huh. a very long time.
2: Yep. There was a good uh, uh, speedrun on GDQ this past year. Of really? I'll yeah. have to
1: look that. I'll yeah. check that out, because I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But that just seems like normal anime naming conventions nowadays. Uh-huh. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. I enough. mean,
1: what, what's, like, Persona Q2 under the labyrinth sky or some bullshit? So, like, yeah. well, this mm-hmm, is normal.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's the game I'm bringing to this conversation. Is just Drainus, and I think you should go play it. It's uh, it's right now. It's on sale for thirteen fifty. By the time you uh, hear this, yeah, nope, nope, yeah, it'll be done by then. So it'll be fifteen bucks by the time this comes out. Uh, so but that's a really
0: good, good price for for how good it is. It's it's fantastic. Yeah.
2: It is a good game. Uh, Ash, I wanted to leave us with one one last thing that I want you to help me with. Steven sure. tried to sell you on No Man's Sky. Didn't didn't it really work out. Miserably. Yeah, it didn't really <laughs> work out. But I want you to try to sell me as someone who is not a halo obsessive on oh, watching boy. the television show. Oh Ooh. no,
1: I didn't know you were gonna ask me this. <laughs> 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 All right so okay you don't have anything to do with halo right
2: I, I i like halo games just fine but i'm not like someone if you if you describe the the lore of halo i will glaze over in about five minutes and i'll be like whatever
1: do you You've know never any, played yeah you do know anything about ha, anything about halo lore at all like if you could tell me something about halo lore could you do it
2: I, I I mean, Master Chief. Um, I mean, his suit jacks him off. That's the that's the most war. That's the most lore that I know.
1: Okay. So, you wanna watch the Halo <laughs> TV <laughs> show? I hate that so much. You wanna watch the Halo TV show and let it form like the foundation of all of your understanding of Halo lore. If you know nothing of Halo lore, and I uh-huh. want you to watch, like this, just not only for you, but anybody who's listening, if you don't know anything about Halo and have always been curious about Halo, I want you to watch the Halo TV show and then just have that form the bedrock of all of you, <laughs> of everything that you now know About Halo comes only from that show. And if you do that and you get around people who actually play the games, you will have a fantastic time.
2: (laughs) No, wait, no.
1: Master Chief is not a virgin and he has a girlfriend and she's in the covenant. Hello? What? Do that, and you will never lack for entertainment in your life.
2: Okay. All right. So, so, all right. So. So what I'm hearing um, right now, as as I'm staring at a tweet from Raypoint from Waypoints, Renata Price that says yep. it's unfair to call Halo among the worst piece of television I've ever watched. It isn't. It is, however, one of the most disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, as we know, Ren Price is one of the Halo uh, lore perverts of of our contemporaries. So, oh, God, yeah. So you're telling me that I should for I should use. That Halo TV show to form the basis of the entirety of Halo lore and then hang out with people like yes. Ren and other people. Okay, yeah, and then just, just talk about that. Just start that.
0: tweeting at okay. Ren immediately, John.
2: Okay, I will, yeah, I will, exactly. I will. Okay. If,
1: if if all of your knowledge of Halo lore comes from the Paramount Plus TV show, <laughs> you're going to have a great time. Uh, okay. I, I, one of the lines that I cut from my own review of the Halo yes. TV show was... Which is, is very this good,
2: a, and you should go read it. <laughs>
1: thank you. Like, is this a good television show? No. Is it a good Halo story? Also no. Should you watch <laughs> it? Probably not. But you should still watch it it's not good it's not good <laughs> like I understand that the these guys who created the show were like we're not going to do anything with the games or the established canon and like you know people like got up in their ass about it and you know I watched the first episode and I'm like you know what no I like what they're doing here they're doing something different like this is the first time that Master Chief has had to interrogate like his reason for existence because sure. he wasn't made to like fight Aliens, he was made to put down like human resistance to like imperial regimes and shit like that. Like he's a cop. Yeah. Master Chief is a fucking cop. So this is like the the first episode of the Halo TV show, like finally has him like the for the first time in any kind of Halo franchise, like interrogate like, oh are we the baddies kind of, you know, that kind uh-huh. of situation. So I was like, all right, I'm buying what you're selling yeah. here. And then they completely like diverged from that path in weird, <laughs> and increasingly nonsensical ways that I no longer appreciated, which is up to, and including making like having him have sex, a person who was like a child soldier from the age of six, who would, I guess, functionally <sighs> know what sex is, but not, mechanically and apparently his dick game is like so good he was like his dick converted a covenant spy like this woman (laughs) that he had sex with was like okay this was great I'm going to change sides now. Like it's the most James Bondiest thing ever coming from a guy who's been like emotionally suppressed <laughs> his entire life. I, I don't know. Maybe in order for people to have better sex, they just like need to cut off all their emotions for like 30 years and then turn them back on. And apparently that makes <laughs> you really good at sex. So. Uh, yes.
2: Okay, you've you've sold me. You've legitimately sold me pretty hard <laughs> on that show. I, I kind of expected uh, I kind of expected to come away with this going like oh uh, that was funny but now I'm like okay maybe I will maybe I will type in Paramount Plus to my Google search bar um, <sighs> I've already there got are, the sub so
1: I can are do really it. Good- moments in that show like legitimately legitimately good they're legitimately good moments legitimately good characters like the other spartan like if the if the show was about this other spartan who like does not exist like in the canon she's not taken from anywhere like if it was the show like was completely about her and her like lesbian awakening this would be an (laughs) all-time 10 out of 10 show i'm not (laughs) even kidding I'm so freaking serious. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, season two, because it's already been greenlit for season two. We'll know. We'll, yeah. we'll see where that goes because it's taken a beating in the, in the ratings, but it's paramount. Mm-hmm. They have infinity money. They could do whatever they want. It, it could be a better show. Um, yeah. But yeah, just let that form your entire understanding of halo lore and you'll have a great time. You'll I absolutely you will will.
2: win. I, I absolutely will. Cause I, I have been waiting for that permission uh because i feel like i've needed to know more before i go watch it and now i know i don't that's this is wonderful <laughs> i don't um this is wonderful news um, um. Ash, thank you so much for hanging out with us and talking about stuff that's happening in this kind of slower quarter. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. You know where I live, so anytime you want to do this again, you know, you know what yeah, Let's find me. go.
2: And I want to I want to I want to grill with you. We got <laughs> to <gotta at> <laughs> some point We got to we got to do a grill off or something. Um, you got anything you want to plug?
1: Um, I mean, if you like what you hear, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at ad astra. That's a d a s h t r a. You can read my words at The Verge. Um, anything I want to plug? Uh, donate to your local uh, abortion fund and mm-hmm. community yep, yep, action yep, 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 programs. Yep. So that that's what that's what I'm plugging.
2: That's a great plug. You should definitely go do that. Ash told you to, so go do that. <laughs> Um. Thank you so much, Stephen. Yeah, folks know where to find Stephen. You can find Stephen at Stephen You can find their excellent writing over at fanbite.com And if you're getting stuck on that uh very very buck wild uh, no man's sky expedition, Stephen's writing a, a buck a equally buck wild guide to it's, go along with it.
0: It's I think five thousand
2: words and counting. It's, less oh it, my god! It's, it's Stephen's magnum opus. So please, so <laughs> please go. To be. I it wasn't dying. supposed to be. Uh Please go and. Uh, check that out if you're playing the expedition and uh yeah thank you all both so much for hanging out i really appreciate thank you.
1: it it was a lot of fun yeah thanks john for having me back on
2: thanks again to steven and ash for that awesome roundtable discussion now even though there are not Tons of massive AAA games coming out right in succession like there was in the first part of the year. That doesn't mean there aren't bangers coming out uh, all the time. We talked about a few of them that flew under the radar, and there are a couple coming out this week that I think you should definitely keep an eye on. Uh, so let's go through uh, game releases. Let's start with May 31st. We've got Snow Runner. That is a weird simulation game where it, you're basically doing a highly physics enabled uh, uh, trucking and movement and pulling things from one area to another, uh, driving, doing some cool stuff with terrain and vehicles. Uh, it's a, a deep sim that got really good reviews when it came out in 2020 uh, for I believe it came out for. Um, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and it's already out on Nintendo Switch. And now it is coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S uh, on May 31st. So there'll be some next gen bells and whistles. That game will look really nice. Uh, but yeah, I got good reviews when it came out in 2020. It was it definitely flew under my radar, but it looks kind of neat. So maybe check it out. Uh, next is Silt on June 1st, 2022. Uh, that is a cool underwater atmospheric puzzle uh, adventure game. Think maybe kind of a limbo, but underwater. Looks creepy, looks interesting. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That looks pretty neat. Uh, Card Shark. This game looks very, very cool. Uh, it is coming to Switch and PC on June 2nd. Uh, it's a Devolver Digital Joint they're publishing. It is uh, the, the folks that made Reigns, that really amazing uh, iPhone game uh, that I, I still sometimes play. It's like narrative and interesting and Uh, Very well written card shark is a game about cheating at cards and it's less about the, the moment to moment table antics of playing cards and cheating at them, but also about working your opponents outside of the actual card game, um, being kind of a con man uh, or, or woman uh, in this in this world. Um, it looks very cool. I really I like the art style a lot. Uh, it's also a game that I've known about, but it's kind of flown under the radar for me. Uh, surprised me that it is coming out this week. So I'm definitely going to get uh, get a a look at this one. Uh, if you get it, um, if you listen to this before June second, there is a demo uh, for PlayStation, uh Excuse me, for Windows and Mac uh, on Steam. Um, I'm assuming that demo is going to stay there even after release, but it's a, a free demo that you can go check out now, uh, and that'll be 17 bucks when it comes out, um, uh, at least on Steam, and then it'll go back to being 20 bucks. I think it's 19.99 everywhere else. Anyway. A lot of information about Card Shark, but that game looks really cool, so I'm going to definitely check that out. The big one is, uh, of course, Diablo Immortal, coming to Android, iOS, and PCs on June 2nd this is a huge release. Uh, it is a lot. It's been described as basically Diablo 3.5. It was a mobile game. People were mad about that, that it was a mobile game. They're also putting it on PC. So it is really just a mobile enabled Diablo experience. There are, of course, aspects of the game that will uh, charge you money. Um, it's a, a totally, you know, it could could be a super, super, super aggressive thing. But most of the previews that I've seen This is a real deal Diablo game. You will be able to play it a lot um, without a lot of friction in the microtransaction department. Uh, It's free to play. Uh, Very excited for all Diablo heads to get their hands on this. Uh, Wowhead, our sister site. Uh, Of course, they cover World World of Warcraft, but they are also covering the hell out of Diablo Immortal. See what I did there? Uh, So if you need guides, if you need anything, go to WoWhead. They've got Diablo Immortal stuff out the Wazoo databases, uh, build guides, a ton of just other guides for this game. Uh, You're going to want to check that out and use it as you uh, collect a ton of loot and explore the nether realms. Um, So, yeah, Diablo Immortal, that's the big one this week. We have uh, a couple other games. Uh, Gigapocalypse uh, is a game that's been out for uh, a little while on PC, but it's coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch uh, on June 2nd. So check that out. Uh, and then finally, we've got Soldiers. Yes, and that's spelled, of course, S O U L D I. ERS ooh uh that's coming to june this is coming on june 2nd to PlayStation 5 PlayStation 4 Xbox Series X and S Xbox One Switch and PC Want to know what this game is? Well, it's kind of right there in the title. It is a Souls-like. It is a 2D platforming, side-scrolling Souls-like. It's got some Metroidvania exploration. It looks like a really lush Genesis game. I really do like the art. Uh, it's it's it definitely uh, familiar, I'll say that, uh, but it is very nicely done. This is something I'm interested in checking out. You can get a free demo right now for Windows over on Steam. And the publisher for Soldiers is the same publisher as The Forgotten City, which was a very good game that came out uh, in uh, last year and won a ton of awards. So not saying those two games are similar. They're not. But this publisher's got an interesting recent track record, so it's definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on. Um, let's talk about Xbox Game Pass, shall we? Uh, there are four games we know are coming to Xbox Game Pass in June. Let's go through them. There's For Honor Marching Fire Edition coming on. On June 1st, Assassin's Creed Origins, that's a huge, massive, massive game uh, coming to the service on June 7th. If you've never played the more recent Assassin's Creed games, they are good, but they are massive. So if you are a bang for your buck kind of person... Uh, this is a pretty good deal. June 7th. Uh, The Shadowrun Trilogy, that's also an excellent collection on June 21st in Escape Academy. Hey, we just talked about that game with Ash Parish. Uh, That is coming to Xbox Game Pass on June 28th. In terms of free games that we know are coming to PlayStation Plus, hey, listen, they're late on uh, 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 announcing those because they're doing that full revamp in June. So I think they're probably going to wait until that service launches uh, to announce kind of new games that might come to that service. But we already have a comprehensive list of what you can expect from the new PlayStation Plus service. You can go check out on fanbyte.com. Stranger Things Season 4 is out. I've not checked it out yet. Obi-Wan dropped their first two episodes as as a surprise. I've not checked those out yet. Uh but those are on streaming and uh I will probably be checking them out this weekend. Uh, I definitely gets my better judgment on the Stranger Things thing, although uh I've read that it's not bad. So we'll we'll see. Uh we'll see how that goes. Um but yeah, in terms of games, that's a list a lot of cool stuff definitely stuff i'm going to check out again if you're into diablo immortal wowhead.com has got a million things to peruse uh before and during and after playing diablo immortal so please go check them out that is going to do it for another episode of TFTK. I want to thank my two guests this week, Steven Strom, Senior Managing Editor at Fanbyte.com. Thank you so much. You can find them over at Steven Strom on Twitter. You can find their writing at Fanbyte.com, of course. And uh, Ash Parrish, thank you so much from The Verge. We really appreciate it. Uh, we should not be back all the time. You are a blast to talk to, and we got to grill. We have to grill. You can find Ash over on Twitter at Adastra, A-D-A-S-H-T-R-A. A-D-A-S-H-T-R-A. Um, and you can find uh, her writing over at The Verge. And it's all very good. So you should go check out her writing. Uh, that Halo review, also very good. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go watch that show, I think on her recommendation. Uh, so thank you. If you want to follow me, you can find me at floppy adult on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find Paul Tamayo, my wonderful producer, you can find him at Polly Mayo. Uh, you can find all of her podcasts at fanbite.com slash podcasts. You can find our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Uh, Steven uh, runs an excellent show with uh, LB hunk and Nikki Grayson. Uh, Misfits. They are running through Riven right now. The sequel to Myst. uh twitch.tv slash fanbyte. That is every, Every Tuesday and Thursday evening for the next little while. I think it's going to take up a little while to get through Riven. Uh, that show is so amazing. And if you like this show, TFTK, uh, you might like Tuesday morning, the show, which is my show that I host every Tuesday morning. You guessed it over at twitch.tv slash fanbite. Uh, it begins at 10 30 Eastern AM uh, in the morning. I usually do some news. I usually watch some this past week. We watched three trailers for, for movies that are coming out and played some drainus. <laughs> uh, but yeah that's a good 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 show companion piece to the show so uh, join us every tuesday morning for that uh, i'm trying to think uh, you can find us over at uh, uh, fanbyte media uh, to see all of our posts all of our writing uh, on twitter.com um, that's a good place to find everything we also have a tiktok we also have an instagram those are at fanbyte you, you, you know, the drill. Uh, and finally our discord discord, uh, is an amazing place to hang out with a wonderful community, uh, over at fanbite.casa that is fanbite.casa it's an excellent discord server. Please come join it. Um, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite places to hang. Uh, and that's, that's going to do it for the show until next week, folks, you are welcome.